Raider Nation, what is the deal, man? Once again, you're back for another episode of the Raiders Recap with the Sick Podcast. And today we are going to be going over the game on Sunday versus the Los Angeles Chargers. What do the Raiders need to do to come out with a victory, right? And what happens if they don't look super good, right? So at the end of the day, we're going to go over everything that could entail coming out of Sunday's game. So without further ado, let's get this intro started and let's go ahead and get to it. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to the sick podcast. Raiders recap. Jacobs with running room right up the middle. Jacobs is on his way. The Raiders are going to win this game. The sickest Las Vegas Raiders podcast. It's going to be sick. Raider Nation, what is the deal? Once again, make sure you guys tap on the like and subscribe button. You're watching another episode of the Sick Podcast with the Raiders Recap. Now, before we get started on the actual video that I was going to record, just got some breaking news right now that I, I think that I should share with you guys. Chandler Jones has been arrested this morning in Las Vegas. Okay, so this comes after yesterday's breakdown he had on social media and he was crying. He was doing a lot of things on social media that kind of confirmed what we were all thinking already. He's just not too right. He also had a video of him confronting his neighbor. Looked very, you know, confrontational at the end of the day. And like I've said, I've said this a couple of times. Chandler Jones is a guy that if he's not right, he's it's kind of not safe, right? He's a big human being. He's a huge human being. And if he really was not in his right frame of mind, we don't know who his neighbor is. But at the end of the day, that's not a guy that I would want to provoke or try to get, you know, around him if he's provoked. So at the end of the day, breaking news, Chandler Jones has been arrested in Las Vegas this morning, Thursday morning. So that is our first piece of information, right? And it's our, already Raider news got to come with some bullshit like this. But, okay, so we get that. Now into the actual video. What do the Raiders need to do on Sunday to come out with a win, right? And, and it's it's getting towards – Panic territory. Now, am I there yet? I'm not in panic mode yet, but I'm hovering around the fucking button, right? I'm not hitting the panic button, but I'm hovering around it. My finger is there. So what do you need to do this weekend, right? One, you need to come out here and look efficient. And that's primarily the offense. Now, we're seeing a lot of shit on the injury report that Max Crosby may not play. Jimmy G has returned to practice. So those are two things just, you know, right there that, that is big news. You know, Max did not practice yesterday and he was limited on Tuesday with the knee. So at the end of the day, these are things we got to monitor. Now with Jimmy, he wasn't cleared from concussion protocol Tuesday, but returned yesterday. Now today is going to be the big one, right? It's going to be the huge one. So what what is going to happen? Okay, so at the end of the day, I think that the Raiders, if they're going to come out here with a win, Josh Jacobs needs to be a factor has to be a factor. No ifs, ands, or buts, okay? Because this is a team in the Chargers. We saw they're not a very good run defense team. They're just not. And Joey Bosa seems to have some type of lingering knee hamstring issue. Same with Derwin James. Has a hamstring issue. They are both banged up. Derwin James has not practiced this whole week so far. Joey Bosa was limited one day, did not practice the next. Or he may not have practiced two days, if I'm not remembering that correctly. But at the end of the day, they're banged up. They're their two stars, okay? And they're already kind of struggling in that department. Eric Kendricks, not going to be out there struggling in that department. What's uh, um, Murray, Kenneth Murray, 
for them has played pretty good in spots, but still, they're not very consistent in the red game. Josh Jacobs got to get going. This offensive line got to get their ass in gear. Okay, that, that's number one. For us to win a game and win it decisively, this offensive line got to get their ass in gear in each phase. Okay, now in the pass blocking phase, they've been pretty good. And that right there is where we start to fall on Jimmy. We'll talk about that. But in the run blocking, they're too inconsistent. One person not, does, not doing his job fucks the entire play. So at the end of the day, we need to go ahead and get some type of consistency from this run game from Josh Jacobs. Something, right? And it may be the key. The key may have been unlocked when we watched the Raiders in the second half yesterday, last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay? We saw them do a little more out of the shotgun, do a little more out of the gun, get Jacobs in space so he can use his quickness to make a cut and get to places he needs to go. I think that's more of the formula that we need to be implementing, okay? And, and at the same time, doing all these bunched, right, really, really concise formations that are really, really compacted, all these formations, you got fullbacks, extra tight ends, extra alignment coming in as a tight end. Just too compact, right? Right, too squeezed. At the end of the day, it's just allowing for other teams to say, we're going to put seven to eight people in the box and we're going to stop you. Now with us spreading them out, us going more shotgun formations, us you know, being at least just looking like more of a threat in the past game, it can at least try to back up some safeties or, or try to get some people out of the formation for us to get easier rush lanes. So I think that's going to be something that's real, real relevant in this game. I think that that's where the Raiders should go more to really get this run game started in the shotgun, try to spread people out a little bit more, let Jacobs pick and choose his holes here and there, right? So that's where I really think, you know, the Raiders offense can really get going this Sunday. Now, next piece of the puzzle, if you are going to do that, okay, and spread motherfuckers out to allow for the box not to be so congested, you're going to have to play a better brand of quarterback than, than Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing. All right, he needs to get his ass started. Okay, now I had a couple 49er friends, a couple of 49er homies talk to me and say Jimmy always starts slow, but he begins to pick it up as the season you know, progresses. We're going to need to see that. We're going to need to see that. And him coming off of concussion protocol, right, how, how much do they trust him being out there? To me personally, if he's out there yesterday, that means he's going to be out there come Sunday. Okay, so we're going to see Jimmy Garoppolo be out there, and I, I full wholeheartedly believe that. So with that being said, he needs to come out here, one, not turn the ball over. He cannot turn the ball over. You've already had six interceptions, bro. That's enough for a goddamn season for some quarterbacks. So you, he needs to, whatever he needs to do, he needs to chill the fuck out and stop throwing these interceptions because I'll tell you right now, me personally, if he's getting towards the double digits in interceptions, well, at what point do you say, well, this motherfucker is just not capable? And you're already there. You're four away, right? Like I said, six is, six is enough for some quarterbacks in an entire season. We're seeing Jimmy give us six interceptions. That shit needs to stop. Some of them have been in the red zone. That needs to stop. He needs to continue to be efficient. Obviously, the obvious thing that we say about Jimmy, he needs to start spreading the ball around and seeing the entirety of the field. He's not seeing the field well. Open receivers streaking here. Open receivers here, not trusting his arm strength sometimes. He needs to go ahead and dispel that and let that bitch loose because he has nothing to lose. He's in danger of having another team, another situation where a young guy is, is being asked to be vaulted ahead of him. Another situation. He had it in San Francisco. Here's the second one. And if he continues to fuck up, 
the grows and chants for Aiden O'Connell will just continue to get louder. And I know Jimmy heard that shit. I mean, I don't know how he did not hear the excitement in our voices when we as a fan base knew that Aiden O'Connell was a possibility to sleep. He had to have heard it. So that's an indic that that that's real indicative on how he's been playing. If he was playing well, right, and he was in concussion protocol, we'd probably have a different tone about us. We'd be like, oh shit. Oh, Jimmy comes back, and you know, obviously, we don't want anybody to get injured, and we hope they come back as quick as they can. But you know, oh shit, you know, Jimmy's out. Ah, we might have to go with the young rookie, although he shows promise. Jimmy, Jimmy's been playing well. He got the offense humming, right? We want to keep that same consistency. But Jimmy's not playing well, so it only strengthens the case for us to say, well, we might as well see what the young kid got at this point. So here's another notch for Jimmy to. Silence us as fans. I know me personally. I've been saying it. he's trash, and I will continue to say he's trash until he turns it the fuck around. When he turns it around, I'll shut the fuck up. Obviously, we all want him to be good. Anybody that doesn't want Jimmy to be good is just uh, just being dumb at that point, right? So at the end of the day, we want Jimmy to be good. We need Jimmy to be good. So let's hope he turns it around, and he has to. He has to see the field. He has to spread the ball. He has to be efficient. No turnovers. All right, that's that's where we're at on the defensive side of the ball. That's where it scares me because Justin Herbert is going he's going to eat regardless. He's one of those players, right? He's one of those players. He's going to get his yardage. He's going to look flashy doing it, right? That's just what it is. Same with Patrick Mahomes. Same with a couple of other quarterbacks that are in the NFL right now. They're just going to look. They're going to eat. You know, they may struggle sometimes, but it's rare. And, and you're going to see him go for two hundred plus. That's just what happens, right? So at the end of the day. With him, you have to limit the big play, all right? That, that's where it is here. You have to limit the big play. Now, they've shown the ability this year to dink and dunk you down the field and chunk play you down the field. But at the end of the day, that's not where they want to go, right? That's not how they really want to operate. And number two, you know, sometimes, sometimes they're not as good in the red zone as they should be. They take threes. So at the end of the day, you know, there are certain things that you can do to try to limit this offense. Obviously, the key for me is to limit Austin Eckler. He can't. He continuously kills us 24-7, right? We play Austin Eckler, catch here, catch here, catch here, big run here. He's the one that needs to be stopped, right? And we saw Keenan Allen have damn near a Devontae-like day against Minnesota, damn near what, 11, 13 receptions last week. So who's going to fuck with that? I'm not going to lie to you. I do like the matchup of Marcus Peters and Keenan Allen. Pretty good matchup to me. Right, I could take Jacory and Bennett and Quentin Johnston as well. Boom, boom, boom. That's good for me. Right, and then you know Mike Williams is out, but prayers to him he tore his ACL. You know we never want to see a player get injured, but he is out. So at the end of the day, now we're they're going to be relying more on Joshua Palmer. That's a guy that I'm cool with. You know Nate Hobbs going over there, which Joshua Palmer will probably place him outside. But they do have Quentin Johnston, and I like Jacory and Bennett's speed against Johnson. Rookie, rookie. We'll see who wins that matchup. Keaton Allen versus Marcus Peters. I like that matchup. Joshua Palmer, Nate Hobbs, wherever Palmer may go, you know, I like that matchup as well. So I like our secondary, right? I do like our linebackers. Now, Gerald Everett is a guy that will continuously give us problems because we struggle with tight ends, right? So at the end of the day, who's going to be able to guard that? Got to see if Mary can be up to the challenge. He's been out with an illness too, so keep that in mind. He's been out with a little illness the last two practices. We'll see if he practices today. But, you know, Trayvon Merrick is going to have to fuck with that, okay? And then Diablo, you know, Spillane is going to have to have good coverage. 
they're gonna they're Diablo and Spillane are gonna be real, real impactful for that Austin Eckler thing. Okay, they're gonna have to be on their P's and Q's all game. Run game, pass game, they're gonna be they're gonna need to be locked in, zeroed in onto where number 30 is. Okay, so that's that's where the linebackers are gonna come into play. But again, I always say it, it comes down to this D-line. It just comes down to the D-line. If you're not going to get any pressure on Justin Herbert, everything I just talked about is irrelevant, right? Every, everything I said before this D-line is not going to matter if you get no pressure on Justin Herbert and he has all day to sit back there and pick you apart. This is what it is. Simple, plain. Football is a simple game, all right? It's one in the trenches. That's where it is one. It's never going to change. So at the end of the day, I think that if you don't put any pressure on Justin Herbert, on that offense, it's going to be real ugly. going to be real scary. And, and that's every week. Every week we play, we have the same goddamn problem on defense. And until that problem is addressed, whether in the draft or whether in free agency, we're going to continue to look the way we look. Simple and plain, right? Now, Malcolm Coons has been able to generate some type of pressure. And that's a guy that I think needs to have a little bit more snaps, especially since Tyree is not performing the way we want him to perform. Now, before I get into that, I will say I'm not on that, the little train that some of you motherfuckers is on to say he's a bust and he's this, he's that. No. Okay? There's three games in, and he's coming off a foot injury, bro. Re-fucking-lapse. Calm down. He's a child, all right? He's a child in this game. In this game, he's a child amongst men. So he needs to learn the speed. He needs to learn the strength. He needs to acquire to be out there and become a factor. And he's coming off a foot injury. Coming off no training camp. So chill out, bro. Chill out. Because if he does come out here and starts to progress, which I think he's going to do as we see him more into his career, and he starts becoming more of a factor, more of a factor, some of you are going to be sitting there looking fucking stupid, right? Because you talk so much shit. So you need to calm down. Relax. Same thing with most of our other rookies who are not being utilized correctly right now or just not in a certain position to do so. So that's what I'm saying. Relax. But as we continue, you know, Malcolm Coons is a guy that needs to get out there, needs to get more snaps. It's, our interior is booty, so we're not going to get any interior pressure. We haven't got any up to this point. Jerry Tillery's been okay. You know, Bilal Nichols, where the fuck is he? Byron Young, where the hell is he? Right? Jonathan Jenkins is cool, but he's 35 years old. That's not going to cut it in today's league, bro. You know, Adam Butler is cool, but he's an Asian player and he's not really making that much of an impact. Mad Max already looks like he's dealing with a knee issue. So it's like multiple, multiple issues are going on with this defensive line and our defense is going to look the way it looks until that's fixed. So really, number one thing that the Raiders need to do on defense to stop the Chargers is what we need to do every week. Cause pressure, disruption, something, something that allows him to just get off his his tick, get off his square just a little bit. But at the end of the day, you know, we'll see what happens. So what does Sunday's game mean? To end this out, to close this out, what does Sunday's game mean for the Raiders going forward? Win or lose? Win, you get yourself another week. You get another week to chill, right? And you really don't get that much of a leash because you're playing Green Bay, and Green Bay don't look all that fucking good, right? So you win, you get, a, you get a little bit of leash, but you don't get a lot because now you're going to have to go over there. I believe, I don't know where Green Bay plays. Either they play here. I believe we play them in Vegas. But at the end of the day, Green Bay don't look that good. So you need to stack weeks onto each other. But 
we can feel better about ourselves being two and two, right? And be like, all right, especially if the offense is humming and they're clicking, we can be like, all right, cool. Maybe we're starting to, maybe the light has switched, all right? And we'll see how they do against Green Bay, a team that they, we're not even going to say should be because we don't look good either. So at the end of the day, you know, that, that, that allows you to have a week of feeling good. Players to say, okay, now the system is starting to work. Now we're seeing things, what it could be if we're consistent. Boom. With a loss, it gets ugly. It gets real ugly. Now, I know I'm not on the fire McDaniels hype train right now at before Sunday. Keep this in mind before Sunday. I'm not on that. So, but I'm, I'm about to buy the ticket too. All right. And if you go one, one and three and you look shitty again, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That shit's getting, that seat's getting hot. That seat is getting hot. And there's going to be, there's going to be probably, especially if Jimmy don't play well, only one way for this motherfucker to save his job, and that's to put in the young rookie Aiden O'Connell. That's it. So we'll see. You know, and I'd be okay playing Aiden O'Connell. You go one to three, I'd be okay playing Aiden O'Connell in Green Bay, against Green Bay. That'd be a team I'd be like, all right, bro, Jimmy don't look good. We're one and three in danger of being one and four. Just put Aiden O'Connell in against Green Bay, bro. They don't look all that hot either. Let's see what the fuck happens. But you lose. One, us as fans, most of us are already out on on Josh McDaniels and Dane Ziegler. But then as players, then you begin to say, well, one in three, and that's a carryover from last year. We look as shitty last year, look as shitty this year. What's going to give? What's the issue? Is it all on the players at that point? Hmm. Right? So these are this is a big-ass game. I thought last week was a must-win, and – I stood by that. I said, this is a must win because this is your first home game. You got to make a statement. Something. Look good. You don't get any any benefit of the doubt. Because you play Buffalo week two, you was like, all right, bro, it's Buffalo. Let's see what you look like in Pittsburgh. Didn't look good. So this right here, this right here is a game not only for McDaniels, for the players, for Jimmy, for a lot of these players, bro. This is a proven game. This is a must win game for you. This is a, or at least a must play good game. Look good at least, right? Because this game can get ugly and the season can get ugly real quick. So these are things that we have to think about. These are things that we really got to talk about. But y'all let me know down below. How do you feel about everything I said today? How do you feel about Sunday's game? Must win? Must win? Or have you already given up on the season? Have you already punched it on the season like some folks I know? Me personally, I haven't. But we're going to see how this week, next week goes. And then we're going to really get that assessment. But at the end of the day, make sure you guys are tapping on the like. And the subscribe button, make sure you hit on the little notification bell so you get updated when we drop episodes like this and come to y'all with some good Raider breaking news, Raider updates. So at the end of the day, make sure you guys are tapping on all them buttons now, right? Before I get out of here, I just want to make sure that this Chandler Jones thing is 100% confirmed, right? Because I saw Vic Tafer, all you Raider people who are in there, Vic Tafer is a insider. If you don't know, he's an insider for the team. Vic Tafer retweeted that. Um, yep, yep, it's confirmed, it's confirmed, he's arrested, um, yep, yep, all right, well, there it goes, and just to see it here, Jimmy Garoppolo is, you know, good to go, full go, Max Crosby yesterday with the knee was just precautionary thing, so at the end of the day, we should be full go on Sunday, let's see what it goes, but remember, hit all them buttons, and we're gonna catch y'all next time, man. 
And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Raiders Recap on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.